Delano's Top of the Week. Every Monday, Delano join us in the RCD Radio studios to go through their Top of the Week. We talk about one uh, subject which is in making the headlines in the news. We talk about some events that are coming up and we always have a personal pick from who is ever in this week. This week we've got Theodore again. How's it going? Hi Tom. Good morning. Morning, I'm good. How are you? I'm very, very good. What are we talking about today? Right, so I'll be covering the um, scaled down uh, COVID restrictions. So I come bearing good news, or rather I come talking about the good news that were announced uh, last Friday. Um, so yeah, the the scaling down of these uh, COVID restrictions was announced last Friday by uh, Prime Minister Xavier Bettel and Health Minister Paulette Lenner. And um, they were sort of announced under this uh, slogan, if you will, as much security as needed as much freedom as possible. So kind of trying to um, transition away from, from, from this period that we had until now. Okay. So overall, we're going to have bars open after 11 p.m. Restrictions at home will be abolished. Um, isolation, quarantine periods, um, and also some, some stuff uh, on the 3G COVID regime. So l- let's have a quick rundown, if you will, of, sure. all, of all things. So... I think the hospitality sector will be very happy that they will be able to remain open after 11 p.m. because there's been uh, some fair amount of um, this disagreement there. Uh, another of these restriction changes would be the 2G plus COVID regime will switch back to 3G, meaning 3G meaning vaccinated, recovered or tested. And that will also mean that um, at the workplace, this regime will not be uh, obligatory anymore. So companies would be would no longer be required to have their um, uh, employees vaccinated. They can just simply um, show that they've been tested. And also uh, they would then need to ensure that there is distancing and uh, wearing masks. If they pick that, of course, they're free to enforce uh, having vaccinations at the workplace as well. But I remember, and I think we all remember, that was a fair bit of consternation around that, mm-hmm. uh, around December when, when that was um, talked about being made um, obligatory. And it was made obligatory on the 15th of um, January. Uh, what else do we have? We have, of course, uh, restrictions uh, covering events. So uh, events and gatherings, uh, up to 2,000 people can now, um, people can attend such gatherings. And um, this has, had been increased to 200 in December. So that's a fa- fair bit of a change there. And uh, quarantine for people who have been in direct contact with an infected patient is going to be abolished for people who are unvaccinated. So until now, there was sort of this different Mm, rules. So if you were vaccinated and you were in contact with somebody who uh, was positive, you didn't have to quarantine because you're vaccinated if you didn't have any symptoms. Mm-hmm. Now, this also applies to unvaccinated people. Uh, they will have to test daily and wear a mask at the workplace, of course. So there will also be uh, finally something about the isolation period. So as soon as a person tests negative, Two days in a row by rapid, rapid antigen test, they can leave isolation. So there's this general easing of, of these rules. Mm-hmm. So quite a lot of relaxations there. Right. Uh, despite the fact that we're actually still seeing record numbers of infections mm. in the country, how mm. come we can uh, scale back the restrictions so much when we're seeing such high numbers? Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Um, the idea in general is that there are more infections, but they're 
less people in intensive care, so the uh, ICU units are not as overloaded. So there is sort of more understanding around the virus right now than definitely a year ago. And in terms of the restrictions that are being scaled down, those are the restrictions introduced in December when this wave of uh, the Omicron variant was uh, certainly coming around in Europe. So there was a certain wait and see approach. And now that the government and the health authorities have seen that it has not impacted, um, <clears throat> it has not impacted, uh, had a severe case, or there hasn't been like an increase of people in the intensive care unit, they can probably scale back some of their uh, this safety first restrictions that were introduced in December, if, if you will. Right. And how does uh, Luxembourg's take on the restrictions compared to other countries in yep. Europe? I, I would say people are, are quite happy with it. Mm-hmm. Um, most notably the uh, uh, Horeca sector, so the hotel, restaurants and cafes sector has been quite pleased with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I had spoken with a few restaurant owners uh, a week ago and there was this general um, understanding that there is not a need for such um, heavy restrictions like the 11 p.m. curfew was one that was impacting them the most. Um, in addition to that, the, the data is not absolutely conclusive, but we, we do receive this data every week from the health uh, authorities. So like from the health ministry, the uh, Luxembourg Health Institute, etc. And they often say that the source of infections is mostly in the family circle. Uh, and in the in the horeca sector or in uh, going out and events, that was a very low percentage of right. of uh, infection. Of course, there was around forty percent of the infections that was had an unknown source, but forty percent, the other forty percent was the family circle, and five percent was the workplace, and another five percent was uh, events and restaurants and, and things like that. So mm. obviously, we have some data that can support that and the restaurant owners have been pointing towards that for a while and I'm sure they'll be very happy that they can welcome people and people will, will, will themselves be very happy to go out mm-hmm. and, and socialize a bit more because that's definitely something we've been uh, yeah, yeah, looking towards. You mentioned before that uh, we know a lot more about the virus uh, compared to this point last year. If you just look at you know where we were last year, we were mm-hmm. also we were facing a another kind of new variant in Delta mm. and uh, I think restrictions were actually extended at this point last year um, mm. to March yeah um, it was also a point where not many people had had a chance to get vaccinated mm. so that suggests I guess that that vaccination has played a big part in um, yeah. in in the current situation with hospitalization hospitalizations being so low right I, I think that's the major thing to look at with the hospitalizations rates going low and that's a good point for the looking back and comparing to a year ago in February obviously like the the mid February last year we were talking about the two main points of discussions were how are we going to vaccinate people? How are we going to um, make as many um, centers available for people to be vaccinated? And how are we going to supply the country with enough doses? And who's going to go first, of course? But uh, and now uh, it's a whole different um, discussion. And of course, they were extended the restrictions a year ago until March and then scaled down, etc. But um, I, I I, I would say you can point to to vaccinations as having a positive effect on 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 the strategy of the government yeah. at least okay so hopefully uh, 
you know, life will be getting a little bit more enjoyable <laughs> for everyone in Luxembourg with restrictions being lifted. Uh, we're going to go to a track now. And when we come back, we're going to run through some events uh, that you've picked out for our listeners. We are back with Delano in the studio. Uh, Theodore from Delano is here and he's going to run through some events that he's picked out for listeners to look forward to this week. What have we got, Theodore? Right. Um, starting off actually with an exhibition that has been running from the 4th of February, so last Friday, but it runs until the 18th of March, so plenty of time for people to see. It's an um, exhibition uh, created by the Fondation Forlieu Luxembourg in collaboration with the Commune in Strassen, and it tackles the issue of female genital mutilation, or FGM. And uh, yesterday, on the 6th of February, was the International Day of Zero Tolerance to FGM. So, um, basically, a photographer by the name of Thierry Wynne uh, followed the foundation in its uh, travels in Mali, where the, this uh, practice is uh, uh, practiced. And the, he took many photos, and uh, this sort of exhibition has been created by um, this, as well as testimonials from girls who have been who have experienced FGM and also uh, there is background information by partner organizations. So that's from the 4th of February to the 18th of March. And um, moving on to the second event or the second, um, oh yeah, it's an event. It's actually a concert by Luxembourg brand, uh, Luxembourg band Ice In My Eyes, who will be playing music from their latest album, New Romantic, which has already, uh, was already recorded in 2018 and 2019, but delayed because of the pandemic. So that will take place on February the 9th um, from 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. And that will be at Goodevelen in Luxembourg City. And finally, we have uh, Hitchcock The Brand, which is an exhibition pulled together from the personal archives of film historian Paul Lesch. So this uh, exhibition takes part at the Cercle Cité um, and in it includes posters, books, works of art, uh, photographs and film clips that illustrate uh, the influence of Hitchcock and how he's become uh, this incredible presence in, uh, in cinema. So there will also be guided tours in English uh, on Saturdays, 19 February, 12 March and the 2nd of April. And this exhibition takes place from the 11th of February, which is Friday to the 10th of April. And that will be at Ratzkiller Circle uh, Cure at Luxembourg uh, City. Okay, great. If people want to find out more about these events, they can also head to delano.lu and find them on your agenda. Am I right? That's correct. Yeah, cool. Uh, so to finish off, we've got a personal pick by you this week. You've got a track for us. Uh, what have we got? Yeah, this week I've got a nice little track to um, get going on Monday morning with some uh, verve. That would be This Thirst uh, by Ed Trader's Music Beat. Cool. Well, that's coming up in just a sec. Uh, we'll have you or someone else from Delano in next Monday for another Top of the Week. Thanks very much for coming in today. Thanks to you, Tom. Cheers. Bye.